Welcome into The Verge, a show which covers the Baltimore Orioles minor leagues. The Verge is part of BSL Radio. Baltimore Sports and Life is dedicated to analysis and discussion on the Orioles, Baltimore Ravens, and the University of Maryland. The site has a team of writers providing coverage of those teams and houses live streaming content weekly. Join the conversations at the message board, like BSL on Facebook, and follow BSL on Twitter. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, and thank you for listening to On the Verge Daily for April 13th, recapping the games from Tuesday, April 12th. I'm your host for today, Bob Fallon, and rough day for the Orioles at the Major League level. That was a tough game to lose there. Close game, 5-4, to four, competitive against a good team. Runners in scoring position just could not get anybody in, but Felix Bautista looked good, so there's that. Back to where the action really is in this organization, the minor leagues, AAA, Norfolk Tides, Defeated Scranton Wilkes Bar three to one behind a excellent performance by Kyle Bradish, who should be seeing his major league debut. I think in the next turn or two through the rotation, he threw 58 pitches in this game to get through four innings of shutout ball, gave up two hits, no walks, which is very good for him, and six strikeouts. He looked fantastic. I didn't see the entire performance, but I caught the last couple innings, and he looked really dialed in. A lot of swings and misses. Great to see. So as soon as he's able to you know, get 85 pitches and up to five or six innings. I think he'll be up. Ryan Hartman got the win in this game, pitching four innings of one run ball on five hits, one walk and four strikeouts. He's been really good in his two appearances so far this year. His ERA is sitting at 1.13. And speaking of a guy who could be seeing his major league debut sometime soon, how about Nick Vespi striking out the side in a perfect ninth to get the save his first of the season. Offensively, might as well get this out of the way. Yusniel Diaz was 0 for 1, but the thing that everyone's talking about, and it's not that surprising, but it is disappointing considering how hot of a start he was off to with a 368 batting average and a 1,269 OPS early on in the year. Looks like his hamstring tightened up on him. Hopefully it's just precautionary. Please don't do this to us, uh, but we'll see how it goes. Kyle Stauer is still not in the starting lineup which is also concerning as well, considering that it was a day-to-day thing a week ago. Richie Martin led off one for five. Taron Vavra was one for five with an RBI. Jemai Jones continues his hot start to the year one for three with a walk, hit by pitch, a double, and a stolen base. So doing a little bit of everything. Tyler Nevin was two for four with a run. Robert Newstrom walked also went 0 for 3. Rylan Bannon was 1 for 4. Jacob Nottingham, 1 for 3 with a run and a double. And Caden Grenier, 1 for 3 with a run as well. Moving down to AA Bowie, they lost this game to Bingington Rumble Ponies, 9 to 4. Very, very good lineup here for the Mets AA affiliate. They have Francisco Alvarez, Brett Beatty, Roddy Mauricio, 2 through 4 in that lineup. And they are they were all on fire. Zach Peake gets his first start of the year. Rough start for him. He gave up three runs, but he was able to get through five innings. He battled back, settled in nicely, 
on five hits, one walk, and three strikeouts, one home run. And his ERA is at 5.4 after his first start. Nice to see him get through five innings in his first start of the year. He only needed 68 pitches to do so. He was attacking the zone. I thought the stuff looked good. Uh, the Mets double A batters were just jumping on him early, not letting him get settled in earlier in the game, but then he eventually did. And, and he looked good. Not worried about him at all. That was a, a great start, to be honest. Counter Lopritch, not as great. Gave up six runs over one and a third inning on four hits, two walks, and four strikeouts. You know, he didn't pitch particularly well in the AFL or l- last year. I don't know how much of a leash he's going to have, but we'll see. Shelton Perkins back up after a brief demotion to Delmarva to free up some space, I guess, for arms early on in the season. Goes one and two-thirds scoreless innings. Did walk three batters, but didn't give up a run and struck out one. At the plate, Adam Hall continues to make us eat our words. He gets to... <laughs> Promoted to double A and it hits better than he ever did at any point in high A Aberdeen last year. Two for four, a run, an RBI, a walk, his third stolen base. He's now batting 545 on the season with an OPS well over 1,000. Jordan Westberg was 0 for four, but he did take a walk. He still has some great numbers. Gunnar Henderson, one for three, two RBIs. I think he had a sacrifice fly, an RBI ground up, as well as a single. Joey Ortiz, 0 for four to continue to struggle a little bit here early on the season. Andrew Doshbach, one for three with his first home run of the year and a walk. He now has an OPS of 800. Hudson Haskin continued his scorching start to the season, two for four. His batting average is sitting at 563 with an OPS almost at 2,000. J.D. Mundy, one for four with a double, his second of the year. Cody Roberts was one for four with a run, and Zach Watson was 0 for three with a run, but he did take a walk. And we know how rare that was last year. So that's a good sign. like to see that. Aberdeen Ironbirds, home opener. They're the last affiliate to not play in their home stadium to begin the year. And they won the game 7-6. to six. They came back from a deficit to take this game. Love this team. 4-0 in the season now. Carlos Tavera, he gave up one run over two and a third on three hits, two walks, and four strikeouts. Really excited for this guy. I think once he gets stretched out, he's going to have a fantastic season. Didn't need 55 pitches to get through that two and a third, but we'll see as he settles in there. Gregory Vasquez cleaned up his mess with the final two outs of the third inning. Connor Gillespie, he gets the win in this, even though he gave up five runs on three innings on six hits, three walks with five strikeouts, three home runs. That's that's unfortunate. He's He struggled a little bit last year and not off to the best start this year, but Hopefully he can uh, rebound because he, he, he did look promising when uh, he made his debut in 2019. Nick Roth got the save, pitching three scoreless innings, only giving up a hit with four strikeouts. Speaking of a guy who struggled last year, nice to see him have a nice outing in this game. The offense is where it's at for the Aberdeen Ironbirds, and Connor Norby led things off. Went two for four with a run, an RBI, a walk, and a stolen base, his first. He's now batting 389 with a 900 OPS. Colton Kowser, two for five, a run, two RBIs, a double. He's now batting 353 with an OPS of 1,097. He did strike out three times, which, again, that's not something you're going to see too often. Kobe Mayo, one for four with an RBI double as well. T.T. Bellins, one for four with an RBI single. Cesar Prieto took an 0 for, 0 for four, the only guy in the lineup to not get on base. John Rhodes continues to stay warm, one for four with a run, in a double, 
Dante Williams having a great start as well. I mean, you could say this. I'm literally saying the same thing about almost every player in the lineup as I go down here. One for two with a run, a stolen base, an RBI, and two walks. He's batting 364 with a 984 OPS. Colin Burns, two for four, two runs, getting his batting average up to 250. And Connor Pavelloni was there for one, but he did walk twice. He scored a run, and he hit an RBI in. Wait, he had an RBI. Last but not least, the Delmarva Shorebirds defeated Lynchburg 6-3 to even up the record on the season at 2-2. Two two. Ryan Long, college draftee from the 2021 draft, got the start, gave up two runs over his two innings on three hits, two walks, and two strikeouts. But the rest of the pitching was pretty good. Dan Hammer came in, and he put the hammer down, gave up one run unearned over three and two-thirds on a hit, did walk four, but he struck out five, so that's cool. Thomas Garrard cleaned up. The last out of the sixth inning, it looks like. Seventh inning? Sixth inning? With the strikeout to end it. And Kelvin LaRoche got the save. Three scoreless innings, giving up two hits with two strikeouts. Offensively, Luis Valdez leading off in center field. The little spark plug who skipped FCL entirely. Two for five with a run and a triple. He's now batting 308 with an 862 OPS. Ryan Higgins was one for three with a run scored. Daryl Honais, one for four with a run, an RBI, and a double. He's now batting 412 with an 883 OPS. Davis Tavares went 0 for four, but he did not get a run. Isaac Bellany, great game for him, three for four with a run, two RBIs, and he hit his first home run at Delmarva for the season. He's batting 417 with a 1.167 OPS. Isaac De Leon, feeling the pressure of being added to my personal top 50, was 0 for four to lower his batting average to 083, but he will bounce back. Josue Cruz talked about how I wanted to see that power show up. Well, he was two for four with the solo home run. He finally got it. All right. Moises Ramirez, one for four with a run, and Brian Hernandez was one for four with an RBI. And Moises Ramirez, by the way, that one hit was a double, so that's good. Not sure what the pitching matchups are. For the affiliates today, I can check my phone, but I do believe I remember seeing Chris Ellis was getting the start for AAA today. I'd rather see something a little more exciting, but I'm sure there will be some interesting names regardless. Uh, Garrett Stallings gets his first start for AA Bowie. Peter Van Loon, Nick will be happy, is getting the start for the Ironbirds. And Delmarva has TBD. Maybe it's Moises Chasse. That would be fun to see. Or maybe it's Raul Rangel. We can only hope, but we'll talk about it tomorrow on the, on the virtually. Thank you for listening and catch you next time.